I am a cosmic being.com when neither is innocent of November 26, 2012, reference synergetic 641.00, high tide and low tide. We can imagine anything at all, even that after death our soul goes to heaven where each of us, God-fearing or God-forgiving us sinners for our sins, believers, will continue where the best person we could possibly be, with another chance to live and let live as the most loving heart ever experiences. Amongst our heavenly populations therein and forever after is everyone we could ever have loved more, treated better, close family relations, friends and strangers meeting where God's embracing love cherishes us eternally, faithfully, gratefully. There at last he has us precisely where Like nowhere else, this could be done, even though we do sometimes or hardly ever pray for life on earth to be as it is in heaven. The thought of such omni-inclusive eternal love is so blissfully wonderful, especially in a moment where utter hopelessness pervades us, overtakes and overwhelms us, reminding us about the futility of our daily living, what for too many inexplicable reasons we are stuck in a bind with so little sustenance to make it through the day, not enough to nourish our children despite the generosity of others and well-intending government programs. Any one of us in such a strait or similarly to it by some degree might ask ourselves, what is the use? What is the purpose of life on earth? Is this some kind of a perverse joke that designates these great disparities with us at the bottom of the heap, barely steps away from the most debased socioeconomic conditions, so horribly displaced and removed from all that in our wretchedness is nothing like it is elsewhere as the wealthiest, most influential might as well be living on a different planet, so estranged are they from the decadence of our immediate, God forbid it, surroundings. It is the life in shambles, clothed in rags compared to opulent clothing of the finest threads, warmest fur-like fabric, thick-soled shoes and strong boots for every terrain, and who actually could survive anyone else by living within bomb-proof shelters. Depending on the gravest extent with which a mind's life on earth must endure, And to whatever achieved education are the inspired words intellect can put to pen as imagination conjures and cogitates about the vast discrepancies between heaven and hell, abundance and scarcity, hope and despair. In our finest hour or worst predicament, it might never occur to us to consider what it could be when neither is innocent of the other. Such innocent coexistence 
is not usually on anyone's mind. We rarely, if ever, wonder about any such thing. Usually our concern is about who is guilty, not about neither being innocent of the other. So fixated are our cultivated mindsets on establishing guilt for laying a heavy burden and permitting suffering and punishment a greater value over all. The innocent in this context is denied, as it turns out, by innovations of the very concept predicament that can make a man a king or can make anyone a desperate person who cannot, for the will of its strongest determination, find a means to pave the way for feeding and sheltering his family. It is more than an economic predicament, way more than a political, religion, justice, military problem solution, which makes the common sense of it almost impossible to grasp especially since the innovators of the concept predicament initiated their system of thinking so long ago before our birth. It is a system of courts and kings, courts and its laws, courts and fault-finding, courts and punishment, courts of no consciousness of the innocent as a coordinate function of structural system which, if ignored, grants to the high and the mighty the power to generate and regenerate the deplorable conditions of the most unhappy life on earth for the low life and to the upper echelons it bequeaths socioeconomic relative satisfaction of bountiful surroundings. Yes, of course, such comparisons are over-exaggerated, surely you could insist. We have progressed beyond Charles Dickens. The wretchedness of extreme poverty where beggars line the streets and foul odors fill the air with a stench of filth. Or is it an exaggeration to people in dire conditions on earth where more than seven billion humans must now live. Some of them still forage, fight, and flee the guilt-finding oppressors who, and because of an inherited permission, can declare its tyranny as a valid revolutionary advantage because this has always been the way of the court of kings with more concern for guilt than what could not possibly be innocent of the other. The ordeal is so enormous that it becomes almost too much to describe as the extremes of it extend throughout human histories. The starving man, woman, and child couldn't care less about the explanation so hungry for daily sustenance are they nor are most people all that interested. Once they find their comfortable niche or niche with the security blanket of their religious belief to embrace and guarantee them a sense of safety in numbers, the maker of laws and political officials are not deeply concerned about the coexistence where one and the other cannot be innocent of each other. Yet, until we correlate what this is, 
that cannot be innocent regarding a coexisting function. We cannot hope to save the world's people, the agonies and absence of forethought of the overall structural integrity, reciprocity, inherent in the tension and compression members, whereby no tension or compression member is innocent of the other. In its abject education ignorance and subconsciously controlled denial of the high-tide, low-tide structural integrity reciprocity that the governments of our world and BS complexes, PRJ, and belief systems operate, they virtually exacerbate the coexisting problems. This is where abundance and scarcity, opulence and poverty, guilt and innocence, crime and punishment, love and hate, joy and sorrow, every degree of the fluctuating human apprehension occurs between recognizing and realizing the obvious and what is sub-visible. It is their calculating excuse that justifies rearranging terminologies of the spoken language in written and recorded form to such extent that estranges the faculty of thought from its conceptual reasoning. It is where good tidings, as but one example, intends conveying Christmas wishes. Actually, and initially, tiding in a conceptuality refers to the high tide and the low tide of tension and compression. Neither is innocent of the other, and both of which are coexisting functions. In this light, anyone can wonder, is the anticipatory conscience of human intellectual consciousness as the generalization waiting for its imagination's afterlife before its mind's conceptual reasoning faculty of thought designates that domain as the most appropriate environmental condition in which the constructions of its cogitative ability can explore universe's coordinate functions? Is it absolutely impossible till such time of eternal life's absence of time that no sense and nonsense exist? So this must be a cultivated concept predicament, and so that the long-established BS complexes, PRJ, and belief systems can convince us that this life on Earth is meant to be an insufferable condition for more of us than not. Taking imagination further, I must ask, is heaven high or low tide compared to hell's high or low tide? Or are those imaginable environments bereft of each other except where the concept guilt is differentiated from the concept innocent but neither and both refer to the entire matter including the socioeconomic conditions that operate as if there is no such thing as compression coexisting with tension as an overall structural integrity reciprocity? If so, does this not alleviate a full responsibility for the socioeconomic plight of everyone on earth by the courts and their officials who do what they do while the articulations are ever reenacted, including what their authority does with absence of forethought, even about, 
each time, hoping to reduce the tolerance magnitude of the residual inaccuracies of their observations and their articulations. Are they more focused instead on the compressive spirit of the law? Thank you.